everybody. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. Welcome to Movie Reel, everyone, where we're going to be continuing with Marvel Month with, honestly, one of my favorite ones of the whole series, Captain America, the First Avenger. I I wanted to ask you this. So yeah. out of these three, out of, out of, so the three we've done, the, the intros of, so Iron Man 1, Thor, and Captain America, First Avenger, which of these three movies do you think is the best one? It's kind of a toss-up between Iron Man or Captain America, because I feel like those two are, like, generally the favorites. Uh, like, like yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Thor isn't a great movie. It is a good movie, and it's a really solid um, uh, experience that kind of expands the entire universe. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it does it does wonders for like world building, but I genuinely enjoyed uh, Captain America the most. Um, but Iron Man, I feel like, has a special place in everyone's heart because of the fact that it was kind of like the movie that's got the whole ball rolling. It was the granddaddy yeah. of Marvel. Um, yeah, and it probably also holds a, a, a special place in everyone's heart post Endgame now. Um, oh God! <laughs> yeah, it, it was just uh, yeah, it, it was just kind of like a nostalgia trip, kind of going down all these movies and uh, mm-hmm. seeing them all post Endgame. It, it kind of hit different uh, check boxes uh, for for me uh, after watching them. Now, um, like Iron Man, like it's like oh man, this is way more sad now than I was expecting. And like Captain yeah. America was also really sad because it's like, oh, he's hanging out with Bucky. He's fighting. It's like they're fighting side by side. And it's like, no, he's gone, but not really. It was just like knowing everything that's going to happen makes these movies a completely different experience. And this is probably the one that I've seen the most because I, I absolutely love this movie. Like I, I love like the old Captain America stories I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get to see a lot of like the antics that he did in like World War II because that was like a huge chunk of what he did in the comics. Like him fighting, like I remember at one point he's like fighting like like Dracula makes an appearance, like all these like what? Yeah, yeah, Dracula <laughs> is like Dracula is for the most part a public domain figure, so he's made appearances in like Marvel and DC. Like he's fought against Batman. He's fought against uh, a couple of the Avengers. Um, that sounds like, you know, those like random, like Scooby-Doo movies of like Scooby-Doo and Batman. Well, yeah, like, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that, it sounds that like one, that kind of thing. Well, that one makes sense. They're all owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. Yes. But like, it just sounds like, let's just put any, let's put, put Dracula with any characters and see, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it made sense. Like, it was, like, it wasn't yeah. just, like, some, like, random thing. Like, they made him, like, oh, yeah, no, like, this is an established, like, thing. And, like, it also made sense. Like, he, he was, like, Dracula, like, I'm pretty sure also made, like, a bunch of, like, crossovers with, like, Blade, who's a vampire hunter, which, like, that totally makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and since Blade's a part of Marvel and America's part of Marvel, it, it's not that big of a stretch to that Dracula's in other Marvel properties. Um, but yeah, no, there's just like a lot of really cool stuff that like Captain America did in like World War Two, and I think also like in the Cold War for a bit, but that one would have been kind of difficult 
if he he was still fighting in the Cold War for him to still be in the future. Um, so so I am happy with what they did with getting him to the future of how this World War II super soldier managed to get into to the modern day without aging. Um, but it still would have been kind of cool to see like either like him going back in time and like dealing with like like all these like Soviet spies and stuff like that. I, I just thought that would have been like a really cool like like crime thrill or like kind of like what we got with um uh, Winter Soldier. Can you imagine how interesting it would have been? And realizing now, this would have been a it would have been an additional phase of we get more movies out of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, and then like you know, let's say there were like two or three Captain Americas. It it ends the same way this one ends, and then we get into Avengers and this whole new like universe. Yeah. But that, I mean, that would have been a whole new phase. Because, yeah, it's like, what point, in what point in the comics do you know, did he, I mean, in the, it's not just it was in the movie. It's in the comics that he goes to the future or, you know, the yeah. present, I guess. Yeah, he, 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 and, he it's, it's like an established thing in the comics that he, he, like, gets frozen for a significant amount of time and wakes up in modern day. I don't know when that was like the established thing because there's so many like iterations of Captain yeah. America. So I, I generally can't even really say when that definitively happened. Um, my, my knowledge of like comic history is not what it used to be. <laughs> um, yeah. So I only know like the, the general synopsis and not the actual dates and times of of uh yeah certain events um but yeah no like i i felt like if they added like that additional phase of like the original avengers of like like it totally would have made sense if like captain america like that super soldier serum like like slowed down his like aging process so it's like he still looks kind of the same going into like the 50s and like maybe even the 60s and he's like hanging out with like the original like dr pym the original ant-man and like him doing stuff with him and his wife like that would have been awesome and and other like heroes and like villains from 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 back in the day like I, hanging out with a yeah uh, king tachanka like the og black panther uh I feel like the closest we get to that, and I think I was expecting something a lot bigger, but it actually, I know it is technically, it is kind of perfect the way it is in Avengers when uh, Tony and Steve Rogers meet. Yeah. Because he knows his dad, like, is part of the, part of the team that created Captain America. And I think you're, I, I feel like because of that connection, you're kind, I was expecting more of like a like a whoa like you look just like your father or some kind of uh, a little a more of a like bring up that connection a little more instead it's just like stark captain like then then they just move on which is kind of perfect for their characters but i remember that's not what i i at least at the time wanted yeah it, it would have been but really cool seeing like i don't know him kind of getting like a little teary ups like everyone i know is dead <laughs> or something like that um like and it was also kind of like tear jerking because I finally saw um, 
uh, Agent Carter on on Disney Plus and oh hey that is on Disney Plus yeah yeah that is on Disney Plus and it's kind of a bummer because it only got two know. seasons and it 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 never got picked back up again and it ended on a cliffhanger that sucks because that was oh, actually God. that was a really good show it it had it that's had one of those shows Peggy. that people people were just like fighting for to keep on yeah and I I. Yeah, Peggy, I haven't seen it, so I can't, you know, in defense of the show. But, yeah, Peggy Carter was a badass enough character that, I mean, she, I feel like if it, she got a series today on Disney+, Plus, it would be very successful. But oh, I yeah. at the time, I can, I, I mean, I don't know, because she was so popular from this movie that I can't think of an excuse other than just people were not as interested in her. They were more interested in Captain America, which is fine. But I feel like if she got one today, it would be way more successful. But regardless, um, let's talk Captain America. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this is definitely out of the... I-, I agree. I think Iron Man might be my favorite. But this movie, this movie is really great. Uh, I really enjoy it. It is fun that it is set in a completely different time period. We also have one Iron yeah. Man is modern day. Thor is, I mean, modern day, but it's like, he's a god, so there's like, it's like a whole nother, like, yeah. what, uh, it, it is a lot yes. of fantastical And this is, um, just set in a different time period. It's set during a time period we're all very familiar yeah, it's, it's, with. It's, yeah, it's set, like, right in the middle of World War Two. It's like, it takes place, like, well after D-Day, because, like, American forces are, like, already, like, pretty far into europe like they're in france and and uh so i don't know i can't remember specifically when it is so it's they like said 19, in like it the said 1942 in the and, very beginning yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. and yeah it, it is it is kind of cool seeing that it is like taking place during world war Two, but it also kind of brings up the question of you you see like all this like crazy stuff that like hydra's made and like all these like technical advancements that were like leaps and bounds uh beyond what like we were actually capable of back then and it makes me wonder if it's like wow if like the world was like that like technologically advanced like back then like we see like howard stark like showing off like his like prototype yeah. for, like a flying car it's like wait how come we don't have like stuff that's like as cool as that if not better than that today for like general yeah. use. Like we, we only see like a flying car, like, like Colson has like his like flying car and like agents of shield, but it's like, wait, is this only for like, like government use or is this like, it, 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 it kind of made me go like questions like, wait, how come like the world didn't evolve with it with like all this like crazy technology that is. I used? was actually getting really confused because so I kind of realized this is kind of like how I remember how some people reacted to Captain Marvel in the sense of everything felt like all the loose ends were tied up, like everything was full circle. And I feel like yeah. this is in this uh, first phase. Technically, yes, it is all full circle. But I was getting confused because I'm like, wait, when the Tesseract is in Thor. So when did they get the Tesseract back? Or is there a dip? Is like so, I was getting mixed up by that just alone. So the tesseract was, 
Oh, God. Yeah, no, it, the Tesseract had always confused me. So, this takes place in 1942, which takes place, like, like chronologically before the events of... Um, the, the first Thor. Uh, uh, the first Thor and, and Captain Marvel. So, uh, Red Skull has it. He, like, rips open the, the portal and he gets sucked in. He, he's stuck on that planet with the soul oh, stone. Oh, Vormir is that the... isn't seen until... And, uh, that, okay, Vormir, I think, is the one. What? I was thinking about that, too. I was like... Yeah, Vo- Vormir, yeah. Get... I'm like, doesn't he die in this? How does he get to Vormir? And... Yeah, yeah, no, he he get he get he gets sucked in. Yeah, he gets sucked in through through the portal because the tesseract is this space dome, which basically just lets you teleport. Um, and it falls down to the ocean. Howard Stark retrieves mm-hmm. it, and then it gets experimented on by uh, uh, Shield, the Marvel. Like, uh, yeah, by by Shield, and more more importantly, um. In, in Captain Marvel, it's like the experimental engine for the, sh- the the ship that Carol Danvers is flying, which gives her her superpowers when she's getting when she gets shot down, and then the cat eats it and then cuffs it back up, and then it's still in Shield custody. So I don't remember when it gets taken by Asgard, um, unless that. That was the one that was the fake. No, wait, it wasn't a fake. So okay, wait, how did they get? See, I'm, damn it! Now I, I God, I need to so rewatch all of these Avengers, now to figure out the how the of tesseract Avengers, got. Loki the... arrives and gets the tesseract. Yeah, because I think that was again in Shield custody after the events of Thor. Right. Because. It was because it was in Odin's throne room when the uh or in his treasure room when the frost giants attacked and the destroyer you know destroyed them. Um. Oh my god! I can accept that crazy. maybe the one in okay. Right, we're veering off topic. Have... We're gonna we're, 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 we're yeah we're we're gonna go down the shop. I can accept like that maybe um... the one uh, in Asgard is a uh, fake. Sure. Okay. Uh, if someone has the answer and would like to okay. let us know, uh, please, because we would like to know. Uh, all right, but it's been a while since I've seen all of these, and yeah, if I if I sit down and like watch all of them in like chronological order, I'm sure it'll make sense. But for right now, it's just like, yeah, I'm not, we're clearly overlooking something obvious, and I just can't remember what it could be. Uh, but anyway, because yeah, the first phase one is. The folk, really, the main, the Tesseract is a huge focus. Um, and then, obviously... Yeah, that that is, like, a huge MacGuffin for, like, the, the series moving and, forward. And, you know, and then the next couple of phases, uh, it kind of, all of the other uh, stones get get their time in the sun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I think the only other stone that shows up in phase one is the Mind Stone in Loki's staff, which... I still don't understand how Loki got that staff. Did Thanos give it to him? And if so, why would he give him an artifact that he knows has a Infinity Stone in it and not keep it for himself? I never understood That's that. That's a very good point. We're, we're getting down. Yeah, we're going down a really bad rabbit hole. Yeah, it, it, 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like, wait, why did Thanos give him like command of his army? Like, I understand you giving him command of your army for various reasons of like plot convenience, but why would you give him an artifact that has one of the Infinity Stones that you have spent your entire life searching I mean, maybe... for? Is it just like a ploy? Yeah, it could to be just, so- I can yeah. believe. Was it just a ploy to like lure other stuff out? I can believe out? that, but, or yeah. I can believe he kind of just knows he is knows Mac Loki's no match for him, and he can just get it back. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I guess that that's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, back um, to World War Two. Yeah, so um, it's yeah. I I generally think that Red Skull was such a waste. I love Red movie. Skull. He I, is. I, I, I he is just. I think so. Oh, oh, great and entertaining, but he's just so weird. Yeah. Like yeah. the design for him is great. Yeah, well, I'm, don't don't get me wrong. Hugo Weaving knocked it out yeah. of the park as Red Skull for this movie. I loved him in this movie. I just felt like this character, knowing like all the stuff that he does, like in the comics and in movies and like cartoons and all this stuff, like he had done so much more despicable stuff, and he's such a vital yeah. villain for 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 Captain America's Rogues Gallery that for him to only show up in one movie and for them to like face off like literally one yeah. time like he like punches him like in the middle of the movie and then they don't interact until like the very end is like that's such a waste of potential they're literal like biological like rivals because they have like the same like base Super Soldier formula in 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 them. His was like Red Skull was just like like a very untested prototype, yeah. but it it's more or less the same thing. You have the same results. It just gave him you know his Red Skull. Um, it, it was just I really would have loved to have seen Red Skull like survive like Loki did, like because Loki fell through a a, a space portal as well that the the test like a test rack opened up but he felt like technically he did survive it it would have been really yeah it it just would have been really cool it's like oh it like teleported him into like the future or something like that and it just would have been really cool because i remember there was this really cool moment in in a comic where he uh like interacts with magneto and he doesn't realize that magneto is a Jewish Holocaust survivor and Magneto realizes Red and Red's and and Magneto realizes who Red Skull is and proceeds to fight him, not with his powers, but with his bare fists, and just beats the ever-loving shit out of Red Skull. And it's like that is the most satisfying fight I have seen in comics. It's like and now that Marvel has Fox, like we could have had that. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah, I think Red Skull. But th- that Red would have been himself, awesome. I think is just, he's uh, such an entertaining villain, and he is kind of like I mean, Hydra is what they're the Nazi research team, but they end up obviously branching out on their own when when the Nazis realize, oh wait, you're yeah. gonna blow up Berlin, yeah, and then they all die. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's like they're so they're they're Nazis that are so evil that they kill other Nazis. Uh, it's, um, and so he yeah he gets the Tesseract and then you know Steve Rogers. Okay, this is what I didn't understand. So he first of all, I remember this was such a big deal at the time. How 
it's not Chris. It was not Chris Evans. It was somebody else being like short, small Chris, short, small Steve Rogers. But it's yeah. obviously his head. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. He had a body double and then they superimposed his head onto that body double. And the effects for that are amazing. And it still holds up today. Like you, 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 yeah, you, you can't tell that it was, it was just stitched on and it, it just fits so well. And honestly, the fact that they were able to do that so seamlessly for a huge chunk of the movie, not just like a few it's like scenes, 30 minutes at least a testament yeah. on how well that, Oh yeah. Like, like the entire, like first, like, third of the movie is him as as steve rogers as 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 yeah like yeah little puny guy that he is yeah um short, short rogers. rogers um yeah and um yeah i think there's other effects in this movie that don't hold up but that looks really good yeah honestly that's probably like the most impressive feat of this movie is how well they were able to put chris evans head on on a body double that does not match his actual body like normally like for stuff like that his head would be like his head would be like proportionally like too big for the body or or something like that but like the proportions of like his head to his body to like the shoulders on like the the body double it fit so perfectly that for a while i thought that was but that genuinely i thought that's like wow he did like a lot of like pump an iron yeah. bef- uh, for this movie to, to go from that to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I genuinely thought that it was him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how long did it take him to make this movie? <laughs> okay. He got two weeks to bulk up. He's just working out for like, not sleeping, like, just, just eating and working out. <laughs> He's just doing P90X in like two days. So he keeps trying, like he keeps trying to enlist and he keeps like for, like, you know, committing like forgery and saying like he's from all the he he doesn't want them to know like who he actually is because they won't take him but what i don't understand is like is it yeah are they do i'm assuming it's like they're doing a health check and every single time they keep saying you're too sickly you're not you're not gonna they don't want you yeah yeah it's like you have yeah it's like you have asthma you 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 can't you have like zero stamina and yeah like that was a, a a thing if you basically like forged documents for like towards like the military or something like that is forgery and you can be arrested for that. That, that was a thing uh, back then. I'm pretty sure that's Probably. still a thing today. Like you for, yeah. F- forging like military, like personnel documents, even if it's your own is highly illegal. But I didn't understand. So he keeps forging and it's like, I don't see how him being okay. I don't, I don't understand how, him saying he's from Ohio or he's from Chicago. I mean, no, Ohio's a state, but like he's from Chicago or he's from San Francisco, <laughs> whatever. I don't know how he's from all these. He can make all this up, but they're still going to take tests and find the same. He has the same issues. I, I, I think he's just hoping that eventually he's just going to find like some recruiter that's either going to take pity on him or just like realize like, you know what? It's a free soldier. We we can use him on the front lines or something. Like he he can either be like in reserve. Like I think he's just hoping that like if he does it enough, eventually someone's just going to eventually draft him. Yeah. So so he so he can like do do his duty, but with how like scrawny and and to be honest, weak he is. He he he's never really given the chance until. Um, he he has decided to 
he, he they decide to like bring him into the super soldier uh uh program which with stanley tucci i believe was the doctor right and stanley, it was the same actor yeah stanley tucci is uh is it Eckstein? Yeah. Eckstein? Erkstein? Erkstein. He, and then, uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is the, is it, he's, what is he, is he a captain? <laughs> he's just playing Tommy Lee I Jones. Think he's like, a, he, yeah, he, he's like a, a colonel or a, yeah. Think, yeah, he's a colonel, he's not a general. But yeah, no, I felt like Tommy Lee Jones, he, like, it would have been fun seeing him in, like, other, like, Marvel movies or, like, in flashbacks or something. Yeah. But apparently, like, he didn't, like enjoy th- doing this movie he was just kind of doing it by the numbers which is why he never really did like any other like superhero movies like after this that doesn't like the only other me. super movie yeah like the only other super movie that he did which he has gone on record saying that he hated doing because he worked with jim carrey was the, the batman uh movie that he did where he was playing his two-face <laughs> Which was kind of funny because it is watching him in that and watching him in like some like his like more recent movies like Men in Black Three and 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 this, he is like crazy and like actually like a lunatic, and you actually see him smile in that movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> whereas yeah. in these movies, yeah. Whereas in these movies, he's just like full like monotone, like dry humor, which works for him. Like that, that's like his brand now, and it totally works for him. But it is weird seeing like the contrasting kind of character traits that that he gives in his performance, and it would have just been really cool seeing him. I'm I'm not saying like seeing him as he was like in his previous movies as like this like crazy zany character, but it would would have been really cool seeing him kind of you know have a bit more range emotionally. Yeah, his character. That's, that's he he's a little bit dry of a, as a boat in this movie. He's. I do like, I do, it's, I mean, it's Tommy Lee Jones, so I do, like, like him, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of, well, it's really, it's because, so, they're doing this program, and, uh, Stanley, I gotta look this up, I'm pretty sure it's, like, X scene, uh, but he basically is, like, okay, clearly, uh, Steve Rogers. But when you said Stanley, I thought when, when you said Stanley, I didn't realize you were saying Stanley Tucci's first name. I no. thought you were talking about Stan Lee. No, <laughs> it's like wait, what? <laughs> oh, so yeah, it is. It's it like is, he doesn't show. It, it is Erk, like Erk, Erkstein, Erk, yeah, Erk, Erks, Erkstein, E R S K I N. The doctor. The doctor. Doctor Abraham. Doctor Abraham. He basically is like telling Tommy Lee Jones. No, Steve Rogers is the clear choice. And Tommy Jones is like, no, why don't we pick this guy? He's already really strong and fast and whatever. And then he launches a dummy grenade. But they don't know that it's dummy. But it's also, I mean, I would assume, let's say it was a real grenade. I don't know if this is a real practice military tactic. But even if it was a fake, if it was a real grenade, should definitely couldn't be a huge one because what if people weren't able to get away in time you just killed people so it was a fake one though so and steve rogers jumps over protecting everybody and it's like uh see clearly he the fact that he's putting himself in front of everybody else no sorry putting everybody else in front of himself (laughs) like he is clearly the choice and i love this i love this scene between uh the doctor and uh, Steve, the night before they 
do the experiment where he tells oh, he yeah. kind of says how you know Hitler heard of his work and tried to recruit him and he said no and in so instead he uh used uh Johann Schmidt which is Red Skull which Johann Schmidt is a very basic <laughs> it's like the equivalent of John Smith essentially right in oh yeah 100 like Germany, German 100%. or Dutch that is, yeah that, 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 yeah that's that's yeah that's German John Smith uh, that's yeah. basically what that is but it's but it sounds sinister when yeah. you, you use it in the context of like Hugo Weaving it's like hello I'm Johann Schmidt and it's like, mm, that sounds evil yeah I know that I know that literally means John Smith but but basically he uh what is it so him and hitler kind of share johann schmidt and hitler shared this like they 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 shared the same vision of the occult and the supernatural whereas hitler found like like power through influence with these things johann actually saw like real like power like he wanted like the harness the power of the tesseract which he did to make like these weapons of mass destruction like he made like these crazy laser weapons and bombs that just vaporized whoever it yeah. hit and um, uh basically and and, and and i yeah and i also love the the him continuing on the speech of like yeah like my formula is like bad turns to worse good turns to great and you are a good man I yeah I just I love that conversation of like you know like why'd you pick me it's like because a a strong man just takes strength for granted whereas a weak man doesn't and so I I and I'm like it's interesting how this all is very very applicable to him <laughs> but but yeah. but yeah and I I also like that in, in at the end of Endgame when uh captain america is giving his his shield to sam is like it was like why are you giving me this because like because you're a good man and it's like oh it's just like what the doctor told him <laughs> um it's yeah like, it's like it's like oh it's all coming full circle i'm not crying you're crying so uh i just want to clarify so the doctor made the serum the super soldier serum and he used it on yeah. uh johann schmidt but it wasn't ready yet but you know schmidt probably didn't care and it obviously had really it technically worked but it had a bunch of really bad side effects i.e red skull yeah um yeah. but but no that that was that was totally intended but um <laughs> um so but howard stark is the one that is he the one that made like the equipment he he like helped run all the. I I don't know what his general. Other than turning the was. I think he was just wheel like, that he's like we're at eighty percent power. Yeah, I think he was like he was like one like the craziest like minds like at the times is like yeah we need all like the craziest mad scientists that we have on our side to to help us with this project because in they they kind of expand on this more and I kind of wish they they did a little bit more in this movie in agent carter um he has like this crazy like weapons vault that surprise surprise someone manages to steal and steals all of his inventions of like these like crazy dangerous uh uh weapons and experiments and gadgets that were originally kind of used for like military purposes 
in World War II that have since gotten abandoned or he, he hasn't touched in years because they were so unstable or unpredictable and are now loose in the world. And some of them are really creatively evil. Uh, like, if you like, if we saw like half of what we saw in like Agent Carter that we saw in in Captain America of all the stuff that Howard Stark made, it's like, oh, that's 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 not good. I'm pretty sure that's a war crime, dude. Instead, we got like, hey, I modified your bike so it has a clothesline. Cool. <laughs> um, but also here's the shield. But he also so in Iron Man, the big thing that they're always saying about Howard Stark is that he was one of the people that worked on the Manhattan Project. So does that yeah. is that in like I don't know, was that true or was that just like maybe a cover and he actually was working with Shield and on Captain America? No, I I think it was both. Okay. I I I think he did a little bit of both. Um and I think that was also like the same for in the comics as well. I I don't know, but yeah, he was like Howard Stark was like a huge like like uh mental like power that the allies had in World War II according to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um it's like no, in real life he totally helped out. <laughs> um but it, it, it's really cool seeing how uh, simple it was back then and how crazy it has become in in the future of all these like crazy technological like achievements. And you would think that all this stuff that's happened in like the the 40s of like all this like crazy technology and stuff like that, that the stuff that Iron Man has in like modern day in like 2008 would be like leaps and bounds ahead of what he would actually have. Like, yeah, he's got like cool holograms and like an AI computer program that I guess is more of like a virtual intelligence rather than an artificial intelligence. Um, Cause it just kind of responds to Tony and doesn't really like yeah. think on its own until like way later. Um, you would think that like the stuff that Tony has would be, significantly more advanced than than what he would actually have at that point with all the stuff that Howard has made and just kind of like expanding on his dad's yeah yeah and stuff like that like if Howard Stark has the means to make flying cars I'm and like I'm when he says I'm shutting down the weapons department like I don't know you could start making flying cars or yeah yeah. 100% I would totally buy a flying car um like, wait, yeah. would, would I need a driver's license or would I need a pilot's license for that? Or both? Uh, <laughs> the, That's the real question. How do you? Cars, how would you regulate that? Flying cars don't make that much sense to me because, like, then wouldn't taking, like, a plane be the equivalent of a bus? That would be a very expensive bus unless you're flying Spirit. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so... This show not sponsored by Spirit Airlines. (laughs) So I was noticing how I did. I don't think I thought about this the last time, but because this is set in the forties, as Agent Carter, especially in the beginning, right away, someone makes like a well. First of all, when we meet her, someone makes a remark to her about like you know you're British. I'm why am I? I thought this was the American 
army and then is yeah, like, like I, w- I was enjoying the queen's army and then hitting on her and you know she punches them in the face and it's like you know she has to do that all the fucking time <laughs> when they don't obviously are not taking her oh, seriously yeah. and but she's like a shield agent and she's very good at what she does well, well, like, well, well, well shield, shield shield wasn't a thing until then it wasn't like, shield didn't exist it, no shield they they, they say um like after i think in winter soldier they they explained that her tommy lee jones and howard stark um they were like the like founders that helped create shield after the war and so so like shield didn't wasn't established until after the war so during this movie shield is not a thing it was just like the the osi Oh, and, okay. and allied forces. So she was like British, like intelligence was what she was. She's still like an intelligence operative, like what Shield is, but it was like its own like separate British uh, 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 organization. And then she she worked for uh, Shield and and building that. Okay. Um. Uh. And then they they recruited Doctor Zola and accidentally recruited a bunch of Hydra Nazis and then that whole thing happened. We gotta talk about Zola because I do I I really love Winter Soldier. It's definitely my favorite Captain America and I love that what is it he like a computer now at in vibrant Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah he yeah the, he he like downloads his consciousness on like all these different like old old like computer hard drives and this entire like barracks that Steve trained on and basically became Captain America on, the entire underground facility is just like all these like old like uh motherboards and processors is just that's Dr. Zola. He downloaded his entire consciousness onto a computer. But I love that realization that when he's he says how like Hydra and Shield were, you know, growing one, together. One and the same. And it's just like Holy shit! And obviously, if you're Shield, you're Shield. If you're Hydra, you know you're Hydra. You're a double. You're, yeah, you're a double agent. But like, I just love and Zola is. I mean, yes, he is a bad guy, but it's more of like everybody else around him is insane, and he uh, he kind of knows he's too deep in that he can't go against them he can't go against uh red skull and i love that scene of when he comes in yeah, and the no. guy's doing a portrait of red skull and you can see even the painters just like terrified but he's just and it's like and it's like this is you know a very it's a he's a aside from the fact that like they're they were working they were a stem from a dictatorship like it's, it's you know it's he's like his own it's a it's their own dictatorship essentially hydra so it, it really is yeah like yeah they, they're they are their own independent faction from the war they, they basically like cut ties with like all of like like the nazis and like berlin like they're still nazis i guess like yeah it's never really touched on like how much in league they were with um like the rest of like the 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 Axis powers uh, prior to the events of this movie of like 
well, did they, like, contribute at all with, like, giving out, like, weapons and stuff? Like, were they, like, involved in, like, you know, this or that? Like, it, it was just, like, how involved were they in the war prior to the events of this movie? And it's never explained as far as I know. Like, they might they might have, like, explained it a little bit in, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's been a while since I've, I've like, consistently watched that, so I have no idea. And at the point where I'm at in the show, Hydra just isn't a thing even though he like it like shows up like every once in a while but like they, they've pretty much just like hydra is just is just gone from this point in the mcu we had talked about um in i think it was an iron man we had talked about how like captain america everything he does in every one of his like movies affects really affects the mcu like things that happen in iron man things that happen I mean, I guess in Thor, but most, like, Iron Man, I think we were talking about how things don't, things that he does don't really affect anyone else. But Captain America, it affects everybody. And it makes sense, because he was, you know, essentially created by pre-Shield. And and (laughs) went and fought Hydra. And so, and, and, like, it just, you know, after Winter Soldier, their Avengers are kind of, like... They're kind of operating still with like Maria Hill, but they're no longer technically part of Shield because Shield doesn't exist. And yeah, they, so so they kind of like just like operated like on their own, like where the Avengers like compound, like it's not like a Shield compound. It was like an old like Stark like base in like upstate New York or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of like um, they took what like recruits and and various like funding that were still loyal to shield and really had nowhere to go since shield kind of went defunct it's like yeah no you're loyal like just join us like we're doing the exact same thing that you guys were doing but we're doing it at i guess with like complete impunity which kind of led more into the events of civil war of like yeah you guys can't do that you guys don't have like diplomatic immunity you guys can't just operate internationally without any repercussions like you gotta just gotta sign the sokovia accords that i i do appreciate that with marvel that it does get into the the conversation of like we always see like how like you know the superheroes do all this damage and like you know they destroy buildings and people do even if it's not them directly people do get hurt in the process and the incredibles kind of does this as well but the sense of like oh yeah heroes are they take that to like an extreme it's oh it's it's way really extreme in that this one it was like a slow like trajectory of getting to that place but of that like by civil war like we're causing so much damage and and i think it was funny because when i was watching everything uh before endgame i was kind of surprised at how the first time i watched civil war i I mean before for civil war everyone was like either team captain america or team iron man and then the second time i watched it i'm like no i mean yes i obviously am a huge iron man fan but like i kind of agree with steve rogers and even at towards the end of the movie tony starts to agree with him but obviously Things happen that <laughs> make him change and, his mind. And honestly, the only the only reason like Steve or that that Tony is like for the Accords is because some random lady just like 
guilt tripped him and just shoved a picture of her son's like you got my son killed now you gotta live with that and then walked away and then steve and then not steve then tony proceeds to guilt trip the entire rest of the group by saying like hey here's a kid that we killed that's totally on us and then guilt trips like half of them to like join his side and and like twist their arm into that where it's like no you guys didn't kill him like yes you're that that wasn't like on you that was on ultron because of like the what happened in Sokovia. I, re- I remember saying that like there were in, in that in like a later on in the scene in uh, uh of uh in what was it in civil war uh vision goes on and says that since uh tony has like come out and said that he was iron man the rise of uh like superhero like conflicts has risen like dramatically and and theorizes that we might be the cause of all that's been going on but that's still bs because like crazy stuff like that has been happening since the 40s in this movie and we didn't like retaliate until it got to a point where it's like okay well they have like a superpower being we're gonna need a superpower being to even the playing field and then we go into like Captain Marvel and like that that all that happens um and then we get Iron Man and he built his suit and he was just destroying like his stolen or yeah his like stolen equipment and some and then Stain did that but it was it wasn't they he wasn't the cause there was already like super like evil people like already out there in like the universe they just rose up and fought them and then collateral damage happened because that's what happens when villains are fighting in a very public place that has nothing to do with the avengers and and their direct or indirect actions towards the public so like that whole sokovia like team iron man thing is total it's total bs because like steve is totally correct like this is not how we're going to be able to operate you're going to just are going to be tied down with red tape and restrictions and you're not going to be able to do what you need to do i do kind of wish uh there would be wouldn't that be a great like disney plus like a one season it's like kind of the chronicles of at the end of civil war uh you know captain america and falcon and bucky and uh black widow like go skull go on the run like is he no nomad becomes his name kind of unofficially i think i think so i don't know i I mean they might be adding that onto him in in falcon winter soldier i I haven't seen the newest episode yet i haven't watched this record oh yeah at the the time of this recording the the second episode has has dropped um so i enjoyed the first episode immensely it was it was very fun Mm -hmm. This, um, so so back to this movie. This is actually um, a good segue to talking about Bucky. Um, yes. And they're like best friends. And it's, you know, Bucky's the, you know, the tall, muscular, good looking one that obviously gets girls and he gets to go off to war. And but, you know, they were it's not that, like, again, not that there's like a competition between the two. But, you know, that Steve probably has like a little bit of like slight 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 resentment of the fact that he gets to do all these things that he can't um yeah but i do love when so they go to the like basically what is it like the it's like tomorrowland like expo yeah it basically looks yeah, think, it looks I, like tomorrowland at disneyland I, <laughs> yeah and uh 
uh, Steve wants to, you know, enlist, try enlisting again. And he's like, no, it's not about me. It's about all these other men are laying down their lives. Like, I can't do any, I shouldn't do anything less than that. And he's like, yeah, because you got nothing to prove. And, you know, it's like a two, like, A, you don't have anything to prove. And B, like, let's be real. Not saying that's, you, you would let's die. not say, we're not saying that that's not a reason. But also, yeah, you are kind of doing this because you want to prove that you can do this, which isn't necessarily wrong. But obviously, he has all these issues and is not able to get enlisted. There's a reason. Um, and what what was it? So he goes, so he, uh, after he gets you know, super soldierified and goes after Hydra, gets like that last bit of the serum. He then wants to go, obviously, and go and fight, but Tommy Lee Jones still doesn't think that he was the right person for this. And he yeah, gets... They, they put him in like USO shows so he can... so Which, yeah. They, they, the, the general public will buy war bonds uh, to help fund the, the war effort. Which, <laughs> and then yeah. he reenacts like the famous cover of Captain America knocking out uh, Hitler uh, for his USO show because like that's like the universal like iconic cover of like one of like the original Captain America covers of him knocking out Adolf Hitler because it was originally written as like propaganda uh, against um, uh, against the Axis powers. A lot of a lot of like old comics have like some some pro-american uh, uh propaganda uh origins and it, it's really fascinating kind of going into that but captain america is probably like more like one of the more blatant examples of that because hmm i wonder who captain america represents during world war ii <laughs> but um uh i want to talk about i want to talk about that in a second but um he yeah. so ends up you know being sent to go like talk to he's like you know yeah boosting morale across the country and then i'm guessing it's the same thing yeah. to the soldiers but it's like why did you think this was a good idea because he's a caricature and a symbol of the army and and like a the like a u.s soldier but of course the actual soldiers are not going to take him seriously they regardless of knowing whether he is he has like powers and stuff they just think he's just like a dumb actor so of course they're not going to respect yeah. him and then uh, you know, finds out that the uh, group that Bucky was assigned to, most of them went missing in a Hydra like facility, and he decides to go like behind enemy enemy lines and free them all. And where was so when he frees them, uh, <laughs> when he frees them, he like asks where Bucky is and what where was he? Like he's in like a testing. He, he was in. Yeah, he was in like Zola's lab, and and that's like where we learned that that's where he got a lot of his like, uh, he was like originally kind of like getting his like conditioning done for being, being the Winter Soldier, okay. and it was then carried on by these like Soviet Hydra sympathizers that continued on where Doctor Zola left off and finished making him the winter soldier which is why his conditioning words are in russian yeah okay um yeah so so yeah he was originally like conditioned as like a sleeper agent by dr zola but is then killed air quotes in the movie before any of that uh can can really be applied and then is picked up by 
secret um, Hydra agents that are working within the Soviet Union. So why is he, because he is throughout, like, like you know, he killed, we find out later, he killed Howard Stark and his wife, and he, he did all these things. How is he also unaged? Was he... Like they freeze him, so he okay just they, they just freeze him and unfreeze him when they, they need they him. They only yeah, yeah they freeze him and unfreeze him when they need him, and he's only like awake and unthawed for like like a couple weeks at a time. Okay, at most, and most of and like it, it, he's only awake for the mission. Like the only th- and the only thing that he was like doing for like seventy years is just killing and a mission and a mission and a mission after that. That was literally all he did and this is probably like the longest time he has gone unthawed for like 70 years oh which is why which is why he looks like he's like still in his like mid-30s okay okay (laughs) um like within like all that time he's probably been like unthawed for like maybe a few months total in that 70 years okay um yeah i but also, they they are they they have a very intense like bromance going on, Steve and Bucky. Oh yeah, like it is like it's like bordering on like you guys are clearly in love. I mean, it's not, but like it's like they they both do care each other and respect each other so deeply. It is kind of adorable and sweet that like uh you know Rogers breaks him out. He then gets him across the like like a like a platform that just before it breaks in like the fire as the hydro yeah. facility's burning and he's like get out of here and he's like no not without you like like it's it is very Aww. yeah like, it is very adorable like how I mean to be fair he was literally like the entire reason why he was there. Yeah. Like he like has this I mean also you can assume like like in the beginning of a movie he, uh, Steve is at like a movie theater and they're playing this like propaganda commercial and these like assholes are being like, sure, who cares? Play the movie. And he, you know, tells him to shut up. And then him and Steve and the guy are like out fighting or really he's just getting beaten up when Bucky yeah, shows up. Yeah, he's getting up. beaten up and he pulls up. <laughs> yeah, he pulls up and the shield's like, I can, uh, of, of trash can lid. It's like, I can do this all day and just gets knocked out. And then Bucky shows up and kicks the, the other guy's ass. It's like you know that that's not the first time he's done that for him. Like, and obviously oh, yeah. he's just I, doing I'm it. I'm pretty sure he says that. Probably like he's not, and he's not being like a dick about it. And he's not like, Oh, I gotta go help Steve again. Cause he knows like Steve would rather, he just, he also just, he won't admit that it is way harder for him to. Whereas for Bucky, it yeah. is very easy for him to pull this guy off and kick him to the curb. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so yeah. what is your opinion of uh peggy we, okay we, we kind of danced around that a little bit yeah i was like before we end this uh we got to talk about peggy uh yeah. first of all i really love peggy carter she's a super badass um she's just like she's awesome she's like she's smart she's cool she can take care of her own like when they like infiltrate Hydra at the end, she's just right there with them, like fighting. Like they're yeah, which she's a total badass. Like other than the fact, like Howard Stark flirts with her, and Steve thinks there's something going on between them. Which okay, just I want to quick quick segue back to that. Like he Howard's saying, like why don't we stop off for some fondue? Which 
based on his implications, it's like, you know, why don't we out? Like, I'm assuming, yes, let's stop off for fondue and whatever happens, happens. Whereas he, where Steve thinks that's like a euphemism for sex, which is like, I mean, yep. is that where Howard is hoping it'll go? Yes, but is that what fondue... I'm like, so you don't oh, know 100%. what fondue is? But anyway, um, um, she does, you know, Howard flirts with her and I, a lot, and um, there's like... I mean, little, I would too. It's Haley Atwell. <laughs> there is little, like... And she kind of just deals... I mean, but yeah, but it's unnecessary in the workplace. But anyway, she just deals True, with it. True, but um, it was also... It was, the, it was the 40s. Yeah, it that's what I'm saying. It was the, the 40s. Standard, yeah. But for the most part, people do give her a lot of... She does have a lot of respect. There, uh, other than oh, the... Oh, yeah, 100%. Other than the flirting, really, she does... Ha- other And the, like, you know, that one soldier being a dick to her. There is a lot of respect for her, and people don't really mess with her. I think Tommy Lee Jones is, like, frustration towards her later. I feel like he would have been just as mad if she was a man, but he does say, like, you did all this because you have a crush. And she's like, no. And, yeah, it wasn't because of that. I mean, she does, but that was not at all the reason. Like, there are little remnants of, like, that 1940s. There are other factors that play Tommy Lee Jones. (laughs) Yeah, there there are that remnants of sexism that she unfortunately has to deal with, but she is a badass yeah, and, 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 and like and, and that gen and that gets touched on a lot in in uh agent carter but it's done in like not in a way that it's like it's being crammed down your throat that's good I, because I, I yes because a lot of modern shows don't know when to to good what good yeah, feminism they, is they, focusing on the fact that we're people and stop focusing on the fact that we're women it is yes. just like if you need an example Black Panther is an excellent example of of, of yeah. doing that successfully. But like, anyway, like I I really do like Peggy a lot, and I really love her relationship with Steve a lot because I was before watching this, I was wondering like, do you think she has like a crush on him before? And I I don't know, and she doesn't. They don't spend a lot of time together. She's just kind of she genuinely does seem to care like like him as a person like he is a very decent human being and i do love that part where he's like he even accidentally kind of refers to that like sexism of like why are you you know for a beautiful dame why are you here i mean not that you're a beautiful i mean woman i mean i mean like you are beautiful like he even realizes like that was uncalled for (laughs) it's like yeah it's like oh it's like no 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 you gotta keep it professional um and but she's more just laughing because he's like like he is all, fl- all he's like he's like her. the only one who's like apologized calling which her is a so dick. which is like good for you steve um but uh so this begs the question though cuz i really like them as a couple they cuz you know like you can regardless of physique and personality like if someone is good looking a good personality will only make them better looking so of course i true you know like and and vice versa so it's not just like oh he's hot now she likes him it's like i think she genuinely liked him as a person and then got to know him more but also yes he's hot but regardless um i do like them as a couple i thought their uh like their back and forth was great and they're like build up i like the the build up of it but um we find out in Endgame, 
he goes back in time and gets to be with Peggy. And he, the last scene of Endgame is him having that dance with her that, you know, they never got to have. So, and, and then there were all these theories of, are, is he the father of her children and all this stuff, which he sort of makes out with her like great granddaughter. That, that, was, that was her niece. That or her that niece. Her, okay. That was her niece. Okay. Her niece. Uh, but yeah, that 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 was not her daughter. Okay, but still, like I want to make that abundantly clear. No, not daughter. I thought it was like granddaughter, but still. Okay, regardless, niece. Yeah. Regardless, he's still someone that is related to her. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was like, and I was really thinking about that. I'm like, wait, which I thought that was kind of a little unnecessary. I mean, I don't know, not unnecessary. I don't know. Regardless, that's another movie. But um, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it, because she's probably reminds him a lot of Peggy, but, you know, whatever. Regardless, um, I, I, like, do we know for sure? Like, did he go, he went back and had a life with Peggy, so, or did he, did they have kids? Like, are, there's that whole thing, like, who is she, is he the father of her kid? Like, well, well, there's, there's also the theory that, um, one of the, uh, Palmer, one of, one of the people carrying her coffin in um, Civil War is an older gentleman near uh, Steve. And a lot of people are theorizing that that is old Captain America. Oh, right. I remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's kind of a... That's never been... It's never been confirmed, but it is, like, very heavily hinted on. Okay. And, like, I, I, I... very much enjoy that theory i have no idea if it's true or not i think i don't think it is but if it is like that is just amazing that would be really cool um i didn't even realize i knew peggy meant a lot to him obviously but it wasn't until endgame where he says like when he's doing like the support group and he says like i met the love of my life and then you know didn't get to you know was frozen before whatever and i realized was like wait Peggy's the love of his life. I should have, that should have been obvious to me, but I think it's because she was only in, you know, he can't be with her. So I, before we knew there was going to be time yeah. travel. So I didn't really view her as the love of his life other than that, other than his first love interest. But I guess. Well, I mean, there, there, there's been like several like love interests for, for, for Captain America. Yeah. I remember like one of like the most blatant ones for him for, in the comics for a while was actually Black Widow, and they had a son. What? Um, oh, they're, they're, everyone has had like relations with everyone in, in the Marvel and and DC universe. Did, like, <laughs> did you like, see that meme of like the when it was like how we're not like you know we can't give Endgame spoilers, and someone don't spoil the Endgame, and somebody was like, yeah, I thought the sex scene between Captain America and Iron Man was a little <laughs> random, but other than that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone was just giving like really fake and like really crappy spoilers. The, I think that weren't real. the best spoiler ever I saw was when it was you only will get this if you've seen uh, Infinity War, and it was just a picture of Squidward. That was it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like you only will get it if you've seen the movie. But um, yeah, I oh or or there, there was a there was a fake spoiler of uh, Thor Ragnarok, and it was just someone holding a picture of rock paper and a scissors. <laughs> Good old Korg. But, um, uh, anyway, yeah, I think Peggy is so great. I'm glad that she at least, she was popular enough that she did get a series that would be, it is kind of a bummer that it didn't get to go on for as long as it did. 
Especially because, like I said before, if it was on Disney+, Plus, not only would it be more successful and people would be super pumped for it, but we probably would get more answers on on whether she and, like, the life that... We know that they did have some sort of life together, but we would might get more yeah. information on that so and, and we also would have kind of gotten on like a little bit more information on like the early days of shield and like how hydra was able to to infiltrate that because I'm, I'm sure that there would have there would have been instances where like peggy was like kind of suspicious that was like hey why are you guys kind of doing some of this like shady shit over here like what's going on who's the guy in the freezer that looks like my my yeah my dead ex-boyfriend's best friend huh <laughs> <laughs> like what's yeah. what's going on <laughs> why are you guys uh, making yeah. a robot arm with a with a with a soviet star on it the you guys I, communists? Thought, I did think that the very very end so it was really sad because she knows like okay there's no time i gotta get this thing in the water and i mean even like tommy lee jones because tommy lee jones obviously by the end has a lot of respect for him because he's doing what what he's doing so much like one not as powers aside he's doing so much for one man and Peggy yeah. is like crying because she knows like she's like just on the phone with him as he's about to assumingly die and die. It, yeah. And I just like, was there no way for him to get his, give his coordinates? I understand like, okay, I can't, there's, he can't stop it. He has to get in the water, but I'm surprised like why he didn't like, okay, I, Hey, I, here's my coordinates. And then maybe they just spend like, up until the very beginning of the movie is when they find him. So maybe yeah. like, uh, I, I'm sure that there was a reason as to like why he couldn't give them his coordinates. Cause like the, the plane that he's flying is very badly damaged yeah. after the fight with red skull. So I just assumed that like whatever instruments were used to, to track his coordinates were damaged. And that's why he couldn't do that. And this is, transmission gets cut off like right before he crashes so i just assumed that was around the time when he was trying to give his coordinates to them and it just didn't make it through yeah um, okay and and that's one of the reasons why they it took them 70 years to find him <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh, i i genuinely enjoyed this movie it is just such a fun movie to watch because it, it kind of has like those elements of like a, a crazy like world war ii action movie yeah that, that yeah i would watch with my dad uh every once in a while and it kind of has that like the nostalgic factor of it feels like an older movie when it, it isn't it's it's very much a modern movie but it just has like those elements of being like it, it kind of reminds me of like a 90s like action movie, like kind of like the mummy it's just like a fun action adventure movie with like all these like fantastical elements but it is grounded in reality to the point where it makes sense like they're making sense of like this like wondrous like item the tesseract and like applying it to science so they have like this like crazy like sci-fi spin on this like mystical and like kind of unidentifiable artifact of unknown power which i thought was really cool that they was like we're gonna able we're gonna harness magic into technology and make our own weapons from it it's like that's really fucking cool um i agree i think i do kind of like love how between because obviously the opening scene is uh present day and the very last scene is present day and i do i love love that part when he realizes like 
how the only they were like okay we're gonna ease him into the real world as well easy as we can and yeah. and then he just but not even that ends up in times square they, the old the thing everything probably would have worked out better except the game he recognized because he was there which i kind of wished it was a game that maybe we saw like that was an early like one of the first scenes of a movie he's at that baseball game because then it for us because we don't know what's happening. We don't know what he's realizing. But that would have been, I feel like, yeah, so yeah, the audience like, in yeah. on it. But uh, I just kind of love, like, that was the one thing that they weren't taking into consideration. But they went, like, above and beyond. And then I love that oh, he, yeah. like, runs to Times Square. And I love that, like, like 180 shot. Like, it's so great. Um, and yeah, it, I, it, it's such an iconic shot for that movie. And then and Sam Jackson You're going to sleep, Cap. like... <laughs> For a long time. It's like, oh, I missed my date. It's like, oh. Um, but I, I, and I like how, but anyway, now present and past, there's kind of like, it looks have this like vintage like filter on it and it looks great. I think we talked about there are a yeah. couple of scenes where the special effects don't hold up. I think when Steve is running after the Hydra uh, car, after he's been like taking the serum, it doesn't look great yeah and uh, also near the end of the movie when like all like the the hydra soldiers are fighting like hit, hit, like his like howling commandos and like all the soldiers that he brought in and he's like swinging on a random chain yeah it's like what is that chain connected to like we see like this hangar has like a super high vaulted ceiling how long is that chain and why is it just randomly dangling in the middle of this room he just he just he had just watched uh indiana jones 4 thought he would ah uh, <laughs> makes sense uh but yeah, overall, this is a really great cast. It's a really fun movie. Um, a very great intro for Captain America and goes right into the Avengers. And yeah, if you, I can't, I feel like if you've listened to this, you've already seen it. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, yeah, this, this is such, it, this is probably like one of my favorite movies in the entirety of, of Phase 1, followed very closely by Iron Man. Um, it's just such a solid origin story for for a hero as well as a villain i just really wish that red skull we got to see more of him because yeah Hugo weaving in that role was just it was so good i just really wish that we got to see more of him and it, he didn't follow the trend of the villain dying at the end of the movie like I, a lot of these movies seem i to do. did love that scene that was one of those great this is one of the reasons why i way prefer the theater to sing at home watching a movie because I remember that scene where they're on Vormir, Gamora and Thanos, and who's like that hooded figure? It's Red Skull. And we all just like, (gasps) like no one was expecting it. It was so great. It was one of those like really great, uh, like it it was great. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was a a great callback for a character that we haven't seen since, what was it? 2011? To that? Yeah. 2011. 2011, Because Avengers was 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, it, was, it was a it was a nice fun callback. So unless uh, you had anything more to say, I think I think we pretty much talked. I I think that pretty much yeah. covers. I think we I think we covered this as well as Civil War and Winter Soldier. <laughs> I really can't wait for Winter Soldier. Uh, I I Winter Soldier is oh, definitely yes, my favorite Captain America. Um, yeah. Uh, so please please uh, keep listening. Thank. you. Or listening, if you are listening, uh, subscribe uh, on you know iTunes, Stitcher, as well as YouTube. I admit, I apologize. I'm not always up to date on 
uploading stuff on YouTube just because it's it doesn't happen as often. I apologize. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and yeah, and yeah, keep April should be a fun month. You'll see why. Oh, yeah, we got a, we got a lot in, in store for you for for that month. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, please like, comment, share, subscribe, share this with your friends. Watch some crazy movies and leave us some recommendations on some really fun, nostalgic, or just goofy movies you guys want us to do. Because uh, I've currently gotten, I, I I currently have one movie in the works. I'm kind of dreading it, but this is for you guys. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and this has been Movie Reel.